This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to today's Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo studio. I am the director of the Respect Life office in Fargo, North Dakota, the Diocese of Fargo, and I really enjoy that work. Uh, we just had Father Shannon Bouquet on from Human Life International last half hour. I'd like to thank him for being on. Uh, just some some great, great topics. You know, in this day and age of technology, and it's ever-expanding at an exponential rate, right? Um, diligence. Diligence is the key, you know, and his his recommendation is to not give your kids smartphones. This is such a powerful technology, and it can be used, you know, apart from parents knowing about things. And as you know, there's a lot of difficult things out there. So just diligence, you know, what what is right, what is good for your children. Please be aware of that. And then, of course, Elon Musk, seeing that we need people. <laughs> we have a population winter going on, a demographic winter, and, and we need people. And, of course, the culture of death has all played into this, you know, because people can be problem. They can be polluters instead of, well, no, they're precious persons that, that add uh, much to our culture, and everyone needs to be treated with dignity. And speaking of treating people with dignity, we have Father Greg Hammond on the line. He's the spiritual director for this year's March for Life. Welcome, Father Hammond. Thank you very much. It's great to be on the radio with you again. Appreciate it. You betcha. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Father, then we'll get into the March for Life. Sure, yeah. My name is Father Greg Hammond again. Um, I'm a priest here of the Diocese of Fargo, uh, serving in uh, a few small parishes, uh, rural parishes here, first in Lemoore, uh, that's where I live, and uh, then in Dickey, North Dakota, and Verona, North Dakota. I'm the pastor of all of those parishes, kind of in the south-central part of the diocese. Um, I'm coming up on celebrating my 10th anniversary this summer as a as a priest. Um, but, uh, but I've been able to lead the March for Life uh, trip that the diocese sponsors every year for, um, gosh, I think five or six times now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did, weren't able to go last year because of COVID, um, but since, I think, 2015, I've been able to be the spiritual director on the trip, and uh, it's, a, it's a big trip. It's a, it's a grueling week, but it's a week that I always look, look forward to a lot as well. Absolutely. Say, Father, just curious, so were you then spiritual director the year that Shanley carried the banner? I was, yeah, yeah. And I think um, University of Mary carried the banner either the year before or the year after. Yeah. So uh, North Dakota was front and center a couple of times there in recent history. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about how you got uh, passionate and wanted to get into the pro-life movement. Sure. Well, I mean, it, it definitely just has developed out of, you know, the, our, our Catholic faith. And, um, you know, just in a lot of, in, in subtle ways, kind of the formation of that in me, really over my childhood, I know the, uh, the pro-life movement has been really important in my, in my family and my extended family growing up in New Rockford here um, in, the, in the center of our diocese. Um, the pro-life movement, yeah, has been very central to our, our relatives' concern I remember um, centered around the parish there, um, supporting like local pregnancy centers and and such. So it was um, not particularly like a vocal thing that um, that we did. We weren't 
you know, like in parades or anything like that um, for the pro-life movement, but it was definitely a part of the, the atmosphere, you know, and something that was, that was known to be supported um, by, by the, the church and the family and my family. So then as I really kind of grew in, into our faith, my, as a young adult myself, it was just part of the foundation that had already been laid 100%. Um, I know my mom, my, my parents have told me that when I myself was in utero, I don't know too much about this, but <laughs> something about there. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't all that aware. But, um, you were there, but not aware. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the doctor that my mom was doctoring with right there, uh, a, a good Catholic doctor, was um, kind of educating her um, about the, the, the stages of growth of, of the baby, myself, in her own womb, and the, uh, you know, that early development of a heartbeat and, uh, and such. So I know that that's another layer of that um, pro-life culture that really helped mm-hmm. and I, I would develop be- my family. I would, and I would bet that you had a, a grandmother or two that was praying for you too. That always happens, right? Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, sadly, my uh, three of my four grandparents had passed away before I was really um, uh, born myself. But um, but then the one who remained was right there in New Rockford, real big part of the parish, and and uh, therefore a part of my life as well. Um, we lived out on a farm, but she was kind of our in town house, right? And um, the place that was just as much open to us as her grandchildren than our own own home was. Um, and that's a pro-life message in its own way, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so true. Extended family. Exactly. So you had, you had the gift of uh, one uh, grandparent who was alive and with you for quite a while, and then three that were in heaven praying for you as you went on this journey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Yep. She, um, my, my, that grandmother's funeral was one of the, the, the things I did within the first year of my priesthood. She, she passed away, um, more or less, uh, towards the end, but more or less about the anniversary time of my first year. Um, so she definitely was a big part of my whole childhood growing up, um, and, uh, young adulthood too. Wow, that, that's great. What a powerful witness. Well, you know, you, yeah. you hit on a real important point, Father, that I think maybe not a lot of people think about, and just kind of jarred my brain, too, the idea that, you know, just your grandmother, she was the in-town, you know, house. She, you know, she, she, she cared for you. You know, you could get a meal there. You could stay overnight, you know, wherever it is. You know, I mean, there's so many more ways to be pro-life than just protecting the unborn, which, of course, is important. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But maybe just Central. talk a little bit of that, too, about... That aspect, because someone might be sitting there, so, you know, they're an aunt with no kid, but maybe they have nieces or nephews, or maybe they can help out at their church. Everyone can help out with life by praying, but also by being inactive and volunteering in other ways, right? Yeah. Um, well, the point that you were making right before you and I started talking about just the dignity of, of, of every human being, mm-hmm. you know, um, the pro-life movement often gets falsely characterized as only caring about babies in the womb, right? And then as soon as they're born, like, they don't care anymore. So all they care about is controlling, um, controlling pregnancy, which is so, which is so obviously false, I think, for anybody who really cares to see how much um, pregnancy centers are run by pro-life people to support women um, in bringing their child to term and in sometimes for years after the baby is born to help that mother keep her herself on her feet and be able to raise that child. Um, and 
And, I mean, the love of Jesus Christ, when we experience it and grow in our faith, therefore, it naturally overflows. Mm -hmm. You can't really experience the love of Jesus Christ without that spontaneous experience of it overflowing. Mm. That's why love, charity, is one of the the theological virtues, right? God infuses it into us, so it just... Um, imperfectly, of course, we're always sinners, and we can we can grow or decline in the in how well we um, show Christ's love to other people. But it does it will look spontaneously overflow as one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit: love, joy, peace. Um, so, so we can't really know Christ without wanting to um, love His people, kind of as He does, and so all those different ways. Um, within the extended family, within the community, um, especially sometimes smaller communities. So many of our communities in our diocese and our area of the country are rural, and so you know everybody to mm-hmm. some extent, right? Yeah. You know everybody. Yeah. And um, and therefore, when we suffer, we suffer together. When we celebrate, we celebrate together. And um, and when we have needs, when a, when a, when a person has needs um, and maybe finds themselves, whatever that need is, it's uh, maybe... May, in, but especially in a unplanned pregnancy, or like to have the community be able to rally and support, especially guided by our faith with that anchor. You um, bet. That's part of that culture of life. Yeah, absolutely. culture of life is is not just anti-abortion. It's that it's that whole um, that whole culture. Absolutely, absolutely. Talking with Father Atmosphere. Greg, talking with Father Greg Hammond here, spiritual director for March for Life uh, from the Diocese of Fargo for several years now. He and I will be going on this year's pilgrimage soon. Father, maybe just a few reflections. In a, a very special way, we have the opportunity now to take you know a several young people and really help on this pilgrimage to uh, help them experience and form the love of Jesus Christ and more of a love of life. Tell us some of your experiences on the March for Life, some things you've learned and some ways you've seen these young people grow through this experience. Sure. You know, um, well, the, the trip has, has been a long labor of love by your very good friend and mine, Rochelle Savage, <laughs> yep. the previous uh, Respect Life Director at the Diocese. And so she... Um, over 20 years ago, put it started form, forming it and, and leading groups of youth out there. And it's really um, a trip that gives, I think, that uh, it has the, the central place of it, of course, is uh, the, the pro life rally and, um, and the march to the Supreme Court. But the whole week has just a character of human dignity. So we um, visit the Holocaust Museum there in. In Washington D.C., we go up to Gettysburg and see the the site of that pivotal battle in um, our country's fight against slavery and human dignity in that aspect. Um, and so it, it, we reflect on uh, violations of human dignity in the past and in the present, and you know what we're going to do in, in the future um, as we are each just living our own lives and carrying our our country and our world and our church into the next chapters of human history. Um, so so it, it has that whole character, and luck, luckily we have the better part of a, of a week to experience all of that and, and pray together each day and really let that experience go deeply within us. Yeah, 
Absolutely. You know, I was talking with Rochelle earlier, Father, maybe get your thoughts on it too, that the whole idea of you know, going to Gettysburg, so we, we see the injustice of slavery, then we go to the Holocaust Museum, we see that injustice, and then we, of course, the March for Life, just kind of that continuum, if you will, hitting some of these high points of great uh, times of, you know, indignity to human persons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that... Yeah, had, and it's hard to see some of those things. Yeah, right, It's hard right, to see some right. of those things, definitely, but they're important to see, right? We can't turn our face away from them. Um, because then we turn our face away from individuals, even if it's historical. Um, but we turn our face away from individuals, and that's um, the love of Christ. You know, will compel us to look at hard things sometimes, because that stirs courage, mm-hmm. courage to tackle hard things in our own day. And uh, supporting each other and lip- upholding the dignity of our neighbor is um, sometimes joyful, but sometimes it's it requires sacrifice and work on our behalf. Um, and the Lord. The Lord will call us to all of those things. Exactly, exactly. We're talking with Father Greg Hammond. When we come back after the break, there is, this is a pilgrimage, and he's going to talk about the spiritual aspects and some of the things that we do and some of the fruits that we hope to have it bear, and then some of his personal reflections on March for Life. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tim Moser, your host today. And speaking of extraordinary things happening in our area, as you just heard, we have the upcoming 2022 March for Life pilgrimage sponsored by the Diocese of Fargo coming up next week. And our spiritual director, Father Greg Hammond, is on the line. Welcome back, Father. Thanks. You know, Father, we, thank you. we do call this a pilgrimage, and so it's it's not five-star accommodations. Uh, <laughs> so we, you know, that's part of it, right? And the flexibility you know, and, the, and the sacrifice. Yes. But there's also a very intentional spiritual component. Why don't you take our listeners through that? You know, that that's really the heart of it. You know, the same trip without the uh, the prayerful experience, um, yeah, the prayerful um sacramental side of it would, it would just be a totally different and in my faith guided opinion uh less of an experience um we we are put up so hospitably by the uh it's called the commissariat of the holy land they're franciscan friars there just in the in the heart of dc um who who put us up in their facilities every year so we have such like intimate opportunities to use their beautiful church we have uh we're able to walk through there usually in the in the dark quiet of the night after they're all closed up from their own visitors and pilgrims every day we're able to to walk across the street to the church and have a time of maybe maybe an evening mass that's usually happened earlier in the day but maybe an evening holy hour uh and a chance for confessions and just in this beautiful and intimate the uh, context of the church, it's it, it really becomes the heart of the whole experience. Um, we are supporting life, not just because we're human beings ourselves, but because the Lord is living within us and within, right, within everybody else. Yeah. Um, so the Lord really takes the lead. Like, we're facilitating that, myself as the spiritual director, uh, yourself and the, the other chaperones, we're all facilitating that. Um, but then we're just helping the, the, the pilgrims themselves, the students, have um, the chance to let the Lord speak to them. Um, so yeah, without that, it would just be a whole different trip. So we definitely have Mass every day um, and other prayer times, Holy Hour, usually in the evening, um, times for confessions and, and chance to learn about those things too. You know, we'll have a talk about the sacraments, we'll have a talk about grace, we'll have a talk about... Um, relationships and all of those things, but that's all kind of directed towards the students themselves encountering encountering Jesus Christ who loves them, right? Because then that love can overflow in their own mission. You know, I think that's so true, talking, yeah, with, Father, talking with Father Greg Hammond here. You know, I, I love that idea. And, and one of the big things that I think, you know, you try, try to get across with this, with our spiritual aspect too, is our faith is an integral part of our lives. It's not just something we mm-hmm. add on, you know, okay, well, I'll just pray now or go to Mass here or whatever. And, you know, it, as exterior to our life. No, it's the very heart and center of our lives, right? And everything flows from that. So getting that to be the central part, right, where everything flows, an integral part of our lives, not just something added on, I think is a great habit and a great experience for these young pilgrims to have. Yeah, you know, it's hard for all of us to to develop a habit of prayer, mm-hmm. you know, even just something um, simple, but on a daily basis. It's hard for all of us, and all the more so when we're just trying to figure it out ourselves. So they get uh, an opportunity for a week to have a structure given to them, and they're doing it with their own peers, 
but where you're praying in the morning or praying out in public, you know, right before we sit down and have our, our lunch or whatever. Um, we are going to Mass every day. So we're giving them an ex- uh, a brief, but nonetheless, like, real experience of that structure of prayer and, and, and how it is uh, an active part of a daily life. So not, of course, everybody will be going to Mass on a daily basis, um, but, but nonetheless, like, they're experiencing that it's available, and hopefully they're getting a rich experience of it and knowing that it's always there as their anchor. And they can learn... Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Father. No, no, go ahead, please. I'm just going to say, and they can learn how to encounter Christ, even if they can't go to Mass on a given day, right? I'm a busy mom of five, you know, living out in the country. Okay, but you can still encounter Christ and encounter Christ wherever you are at, with whomever you are at. You can make that intention. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. And of course, we also have the, the big experience of uh, the common common Mass at the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception with all the bishops and everything. That That's an amazing experience, I bet. Yeah, it's, it's usually what the one of the things that the students give as the highlight of the week, that, that, that huge Mass. Um, it's always the night before the March for Life itself. They call it the Vigil for Life there at the Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. And uh, the place is filled. I don't know how many thousands of people it can hold. I can believe like 5,000 people, give or take. Um, usually standing room only, you know, on a normal year, not a COVID year, yeah. perhaps. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what we get when, when we get there. But on a normal year, there's just standing room only. As uh, And we stake our claim hours ahead of time just to have a, have a good pew, <laughs> uh, with a good, a good site of the sanctuary and the altar. And uh, so that's maybe not what everyone would call, like, intimate. It's not that small group setting that most of our Masses are, but there we have the universal Church. We have bishops and priests from around the country coming in. We have people from around the country, and it's just such a powerful experience of the big Church that we're all a part of. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really incredible. So true. Father, do you have a, a, a special experience or you know, takeaway that you've had over the, over the years with these pilgrimages? Well, one of, I think one of my own most like memorable times for just for me personally, but I think it had a real formational moment for me, um, and I hope for the students as well. But you know, there's a famous time uh, five years ago. I'm not exactly sure when we got snowed in. Right there's this mm, huge, yep. huge blizzard that started. It, it actually started while we were on the march. It was supposed to be our last full day there. But then the snow started falling down, and by the time we actually got to our back to the monastery where we were staying, there was a good six inches of snow, fresh snow on the ground, and it did not stop until there was about 18 to 24 inches of snow on the ground. Um, so, yeah, we were not flying out the next day, <laughs> and nothing in the, in the community was really moving for several days. And so we just got all this extra time, like two full extra days to to be together, shovel snow together, mm-hmm. help out some religious communities in the area by shoveling their snow, but have some really important moments of, of more prayer and to uh, to do some exercises with the students, like to express how we uh, saw good things in each other over the course of the week and give them a really memorable um, time sure. to... Yeah. to see Christ in each other. I was going to say, putting their faith um, into action, yeah, apostolic yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. to receive the love of Christ yeah. from each other. Absolutely. It was really um, 
So I, I secretly kind of look forward to a blizzard every year. Well, well, Father, yeah. we, we, we certainly want to thank you for your time here today. And of course, looking forward to going on this pilgrimage with you. So thanks again so much for your time and God bless you and uh, best of wishes for everything on the March for Life. Thank you very much. All right. Look thanks. forward to it. All right. God, God bless, bless you. It's Father Greg Hammond, spiritual director for this year's March for Life from the Fargo Diocese. Well, Therese, there we go. Another show in the books. But I yes. bet, I bet you have another one or two we planned. Do. Tell us yeah, about that. We have one planned for tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father Bill Ruel and Mike Kadrowski will be your hosts coming to you live from Trinity High School in Dickinson. Nice. Maria Scari, president of Trinity Catholic Schools, will share what's new for Catholic schools in Dickinson. And Kennedy Hall will talk about reclaiming Catholic masculinity. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Excellent. Well, thanks for all the great work you do, Therese. I appreciate it. You're, you're, all, you're very professional and very nice, too. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. And she's got this great <laughs> smile. <laughs> See, there we go. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell your folks they taught you well, doggone it. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all we have for today. I'd like to thank Rochelle Savageo, one of our guests, uh, Father Shannon Bouquet, and also Father Greg Hammond for being on the show today. And as always... Keep the Lord in your heart, and remember to practice your faith every day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.